Hi guys, hope you're having a great week so far. I'm so excited for today's podcast because I'm going to be doing a Q&A with um, just questions that I've gotten on the Candida program as well as some of your Q&As from Instagram. Um, but I hope you're enjoying your the end of May. It might be actually, yeah, no, it should be the end of May once this is out. Um, I cannot believe how quickly this month has gone by. I'm going to Europe at the beginning of June and it's so crazy to think that we're like the trip is like almost here and we've been planning this for I think like three months maybe um so yeah I'm super excited I am gonna have a podcast out the week that I am away um which is gonna be about like international travel and what I eat and what I bring with me the supplements um and just kind of like how I prepare for an international travel I think it's like truly for me it's so different from the way that I travel just like domestically so I'm excited for that one I know I was supposed to do it last year when I went to Slovakia but it just didn't happen so yeah it'll be nice to have it um, for you this time if you are interested in seeing what I do when I travel most likely like uh predominantly domestically um i do actually have an episode i don't know what number it is um but i will link it at the bottom i'm actually curious so i'm going to try to pull this up but um i will have it up for you because it does go through a lot of the supplements that i take um the way that i kind of plan for a trip the things that i do for my lymphatic system because when you're in the air your body's so compromised especially your digestive system so that's why a lot of people will have a lot of bloat skin issues, constipation, so much like um, uh, water retention and everything like that. So if you can prep yourself prior to flying, you will notice such a difference. So I'm just, okay, it's, so it is episode 24. So if you go all the way down to the bottom, you will find it. It's called Travel Tips and Supplements for Digestion and Gut Health. Um, it's actually one of my most view, uh, listened to podcasts too, which I think is so interesting. So I'm happy that you guys like it. Um, and I think I kind of talk a bit about like candida and stuff like that in there as well, which is obviously very helpful with what we're talking about today. So as many of you know, I have a candida program and I'm going to go through the community questions that we have in there. I just randomly chose a few of the questions that are in that um, community section and I wanted to kind of go through it with you so that you could listen to these um, and just kind of get a better feel of some of the questions that you may have for candida. So like I said, I'm just going to answer a bunch of random questions in our community. Basically in this community, in my program, you can go in there and ask any of the questions that you have. Some of the women have written down like everything they're doing in their cleanse. So the supplements they're taking, the herbs they're taking, the foods they're drink, uh, eating, and the things that they're liquids are drinking um, for me to take a look and see if that's like something that I would do, if there's anything that I would change. So it's a really great way if you are someone who can't afford a one-on-one -on -one program with me, the Candida program is ev has everything you need. Like truly, this has been tested so many times. I've gotten incredible feedback from this program. So I'm really, really excited for you to be in this program and even just listen to some of the questions that we have in this um, program. So first question is, does caffeine affect Candida? So this is... There's so much that goes into this. 
yes, caffeine can affect candida and can make it worse, but I think the biggest thing is the quality. So caffeine will affect all of our bodies very differently, but at the end of the day, caffeine is acidic. It also depends where you're getting the caffeine from. If you're getting the caffeine from something like green tea, which is a naturally occurring caffeine source, it's not going to be as acidic. Whereas if you're getting it from coffee, which is a an artificial caffeine, um, an artificial source of caffeine, you are going to find that it's going to be way more acidic on your body. And that's why a lot of people will say that they can't have coffee because they feel this acidity. You don't often ever get that with green tea. So I think it depends on the type of caffeine that you're having. Um, it also depends on how much you're having as well as what type of quality it is. So for example, if you are having Tim Hortons coffee, yeah, you're going to feel not so great from it because of the quality of the caffeine. So for example, with coffee, you really want to try your best to buy organic because a lot of coffee, coffee and chocolate are the highest foods that are the heaviest in mold and mycotoxins, which can also lead to heavy metals. So we want to be very mindful of the quality that we buy. Organic is best, but even taking it a step further from there, making sure that it is mold and mycotoxin free to as far as it can go, because these mold is naturally occurring in coffee and chocolate, um, which is where a lot of that acidity can come from. But there are a lot of brands out there that do their best to keep it as low as possible. So as you guys know, Gideo, one of my favorite brands ever, their coffee is truly some of the best, actually, sorry, the best coffee I've ever tried. And it's so low in mold and mycotoxins. I would not recommend it if I didn't think it was so incredible. So I highly recommend checking it out. I do have a coupon code that should still be available and it's Nourish with Jazz. And you can get 15% off, but that coffee is so clean and truly the best quality that you can find. So I would say you can still have caffeine on your cleanse. Depends how far you far along you are in your cleanse and how severe your candida is, but for the most part you should be okay to have it as long as you're keep being mindful of everything else that you're doing. Next question is what are some of your dining out suggestions? So if you are going out to a restaurant and you're not sure what to get, my best advice, candida cleanse or not, just check the menu before you go. I think it really helps you feel more confident with choosing something. Um, I just feel like that's something that I always do before I go out for dinner so I know what to expect. Um, but it also, especially when you are cleansing, it helps you kind of figure out a plan before you get there so that you don't feel uncomfortable if your friends are there and they don't understand why you're cleansing. It's just easier for you to make that decision. Typically what I would say is I try to get like a salad um, and then add protein to it. So chicken is usually my go-to or a steak would be good as well because you're getting a great source of protein. It's giving you that fat to fill you up a little bit more. Um, and it's just like a nicer cut depending of course where you're going. I would say also um, just ask for modifications. Like if you, something I actually often do is if I get a salad from a restaurant, I usually ask them just to give me balsamic and olive oil. In this case, if I'm cleansing, I just ask for olive oil, salt, and pepper. And then that's such an easy way to get like some kind of dressing on your salad and it still tastes really good. Always ask for modifications. If you have to modify something, don't feel uncomfortable about it because 
you're the one who's sitting there eating the food, enjoying it with company, and you want to make sure that you enjoy it as opposed to, you know, not saying anything and then going home and not feeling well. So I would so recommend that. Um, bring bitters with you. So important because this is going to make such a difference. Obviously, when you're eating at a restaurant, you can't really control what they're putting in your food as much and you also don't know how it's going to make you feel. So if you can bring bitters with you, you're mitigating most of what could potentially not make you feel so great. Um, and lastly, remember why you started the cleanse. I know it's so easy to go out with friends and be like, you know what? It's fine. I'm just going to have a night out, have a beer, have wine, have whatever I want, pasta, and it's fine. Like it's, I want to enjoy this moment. Moment. I totally get that and I support it. But at the same time, I want you to remember why you're cleansing. And it's because it's for those nights where you can eat whatever you want with your friends. But in order to do that, you've got to get this candida out of your body. So I just really am i just want to emphasize like you started this for a reason so keep going because it's going to be so worth it in the end also i'm not using my mic today because it's not working for some reason so i'm using my headphones i hope the quality is fine but if you notice like a lot more like noise in the background it's because this one is so sensitive um but yeah i mean this is actually so much easier than the mic so i really hope that it works out um next question is what do i do after a candida cleanse so, and this client gave me like everything that she's been doing. So I answered all of that, made sure that she was feeling good, made some suggestions to make sure that she's removing the candida successfully before going into this step. So the next step after doing a candida cleanse is a gut healing protocol. A lot of people get this wrong and a lot of practitioners don't emphasize this. The most important part of a candida cleanse is what you do after a cleanse. It's the gut healing protocol. Once you do the candida cleanse and you've been strict and you've modified and you've gone through all of this, you have to do a gut healing protocol. It is way less restrictive than the candida cleanse. You're more so just removing gluten and dairy um, and inflammatory foods, but this is so important. We have to take your body from that leaky gut because when you do a candida cleanse, you are producing a leaky gut scenario it's it's one of those things where yeah candida cleansing is so much better for you than doing an antibiotic however you are still using natural antibiotics so we're going to have leaky gut after a candida cleanse and it's so important to heal that gut after so make sure you're doing a gut healing pro protocol after if you've done a candida cleanse and you're back at square one I'm curious if you've done the gut healing protocol because that could be the missing link. Um, and in the program, we have a full gut healing protocol in there with supplements, um, meal plans, everything that you need so that you know exactly how to do it properly. The next question is kind of similar to this. When should I stop the cleanse? So I would say when it comes to doing a candida cleanse, keep on going until you feel like 90% of your issues and your health concerns are have faded. So for example, if you have skin issues and the reason why you started the cleanse was to clear your skin, keep going until you feel like your skin is getting 90% better, then you're pretty safe to move into a gut healing protocol. Of course, if you have these questions, just send me a message in our community and I can go through and assess this and give you like the go-to to move on to the 
gut healing protocol or if I would suggest like maybe one week, two weeks, four weeks additional for the cleanse. But keep going until you feel like most of your symptoms have um, gone to a better place. For everyone, it's going to be so different. For myself, it took about two to three months to get there for my skin. Um, but just be consistent with it and truly, like, trust me, it gets easier as time goes on. Like, I, by the end of my cleanse, I started to really enjoy eating the way I was eating. Like, I found that I was eating the cleanest I've ever eaten. I was feeling the best. I had the best energy. So I do really think it's a great idea to just keep going and enjoy the moment because this is going to bring you to your best health yet. It's so helpful to enjoy it and to find enjoyment out of it. Like it really is going to make such a different, it's going to create such a different experience for you. Um, so yeah, but if you have questions, cause everyone's so different, just send me a message in the community and I can answer that for you for sure. I think I might do a part two on the questions in the Candida program because there's so many that I want to get to, but I don't want to make this episode too quick. I want it to be like, or long, I want it to be like a quick episode that you can listen to that doesn't require too much of your time. So I figured I would answer, I got a ton of messages on Insta about Candida. So I'm just going to answer a few of those and instead we'll do like a continued Q&A when I am back from Europe. So first question from Instagram is how do you how do you do a cleanse while pre- being pregnant? Focus on food. That is my best advice. Focus on the food. Don't be too restrictive and just try to eat at, as whole food as you can. Increase your protein like as much as you possibly can. I think protein is the biggest thing when it comes to um, fighting off candida while being pregnant. And also make sure you're getting enough carbs because you want to ensure that your milk supply is still very strong. So um, things like instead of having the usual carbs like a white pasta, have a lentil pasta, have a chickpea pasta, Um, brown rice pasta and make sure that you if you are running low on milk supply milk thistle is really great for um, increasing milk supply but also supporting your liver I also got a ton of questions about leaves and if leaves is good for candida and I just thought this was a perfect podcast to talk about this leaves was literally created for candida and parasite cleansing inspired by it because I find that these herbs have truly made such a difference in my life. With all of my clients, unless they're pregnant, I always recommend leaves during the candida cleanse. I truly think that it's one of the best things you can have during your cleanse, whether that is bloat, skin, or detox. Personally, if you're doing a candida cleanse, I highly recommend taking detox because detox is just going to support your liver on a gentle basis and really get your move your cleanse forward by so many steps because of the support that it brings to your liver so highly recommend leaves if you are on the cleanse Um, if you are and you're interested in trying it um, I would like I said do bloat if you are doing the cleanse and you have digestive issues skin obviously super supportive for skin um and the cleanse because it has these incredible herbs in it and then detox i would say like if you are doing the cleanse just try detox take it every day it's going to push your cleanse forward because it has burdock which is really good for removing waste in the body dandelion root so incredible for the liver 
And then we've got a lot of other herbs in there like nettle that help to remineralize your body and ginger to support you through that cleanse. So um, cleavers is really great for the lymphatic system. So I highly recommend detox. Skin is amazing because it has all of the skin supporting herbs, but also a lot of those are helpful for removing candida from the body. Like calendula, one of the best herbs we can use for our skin, but also our lymphatic system. Um, as well as nettle, which again is helping to remineralize the body. And then bloat is our OG and so many of you have had it during your cleanse. So highly recommend it. If you guys sign up for our email list, you'll also get 10% off. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, sign up for the email list, get that 10% off, try it out. Let me know what you think, but yeah, highly recommend um, leaves for your cleanse because it's going to be that extra supporting step that's going to push you forward and you know help you reduce the amount and the length that you have to do this cleanse for. I have two more questions. One of them I'm actually just trying to pull up this photo because one of the questions was can I take canestin body wash if I experience yeast infections? I'm going to say no right off the bat. I highly do not recommend taking it. I'm trying to find this photo because I went to shoppers to take a look at the ingredients in this product. Oh, where is it? Okay, found it. And I'm just going to be honest. I thought it was going to be a lot better than it actually was. I do not recommend taking this if you are experiencing yeast infections because it is just going to make them so much worse. The ingredients in here are so like so artificial so synthetic that they're gonna create such an acidic environment in your body i'm reading this ingredient list and there is at least 20 ingredients in here not one of them is somewhat natural it's truly sad to look at this and see how many ingredients are in here there's so many toxic ingredients in here there's also perfume which if you've heard me talk about perfume and perfume or perfume in an ingredient list can mean up to 2,000 different ingredients and it does not have to be natural and it does not have to be disclosed if you're taking anything around your sensitive areas do not take do not put anything on your body that has perfume in it because it's just going to make it so much worse and it's actually one of the easiest ways for us women to get yeast infections so if you are using any like scented body wash do not use it near your sensitive parts um, and to be honest i wouldn't even recommend using body wash our bodies are able to wash themselves we don't need to be putting on synthetic chemicals in order for our like in order for us to smell better after a workout or whatever it may be our bodies are able and capable to do that on their own so i just recommend using water if you want to use a body wash dr bronner's is great but otherwise i would i would not use anything synthetic like you do not need to use it and it's a lot better for your body to just use natural products just water um, and definitely not canestin um, while having an active yeast infection and the last question is what can i eat on a candida cleanse so if you haven't already taken a look at one the candida program or my antifungal food guide i really recommend checking these out because it'll give you everything that you need the antifungal food guide was created so that it could be 
an easy, quick, and very cost-effective plan for you to just use on your cleanse. If you're part of the Candida program, you actually get this for free already, so it's in your program, but if you wanted to take a look at it, you can also find it on my website, and I'll have it linked below here as well. In this program, or sorry, in the book, you can find foods that you should eat, shouldn't eat, and foods that are okay moderately. It'll also give you herbs to um, consume that are really good, as well as candida fighting foods, which is great. So then that way you know which foods to increase. But I would say what you really want to focus on when doing a candida cleanse, proper and high quality protein carbs um, that are coming from really nutritive sources so things like sweet potatoes beets um, lots of vegetables obviously and you can also have fruit i would recommend lower sugar fruit but you can pretty much have any fruit as long as it isn't mango and banana as those are definitely a lot higher in sugar as well as grapes um, and oranges but otherwise you should be pretty good again this depends on the severity of your cleanse and sorry severity of your candida so if you have questions just message me in our community um, and i can answer those for you depending on the symptoms that you have um, i'll be able to gauge how much sugar and how much fruit and which kinds of carbs you'll be able to have um, and then a lot of it is you know you're eating a predominantly plant-based or sorry not plant-based a predominantly paleo diet so lots of protein like i said lots of vegetables whole foods like that's what you're focusing on is eating whole foods and i think regardless of if you're doing a candida cleanse or not whole foods are the way to go um, for everybody especially if you're trying to heal your gut so those are all the questions that i'm going to go through today if you have any questions please feel free to send me a dm or email me at hello at nourishwithjazz.com i would love to answer any questions that you have if you're interested in our candida program it truly is one of the best programs that you can find on the market. I have gotten so many incredible testimonials for this program, and I'm so excited for you to try it out as well. Um, if you're interested, you can find all the information down below in our show notes. Um, and I'm so excited to get you in here. We have tons of meal plans in here, so you never have to think about what to eat. We have our food guide in here, supplements, protocols, a pre-cleansing, a current cleansing, and a gut healing protocol so that you feel confident. And you will also have me to answer any questions that you have um, while you are in this program with us. So I hope you have a great rest of your day. And thank you so much for listening and send me a message if you need it.